everybody, welcome back. In today's episode of Raising Unicorns, you can learn how to make your ads as long as they need to be and not a second longer. Trust us, it is a little bit more complicated than it sounds. Successful businesses come in all different shapes, sizes, and animals. On the Raising Unicorns podcast by Harm Brothers, we share the video marketing gold that has helped companies of all shapes and sizes grow by hundreds of thousands to hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. So if you've got a business and you're ready to use video to scale it, this episode was crafted for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Today, I have a very special guest who is very near and dear to my heart. It is the one, the only Jake Christensen of Harm Brothers. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Love that hype man intro. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> All right, Jake. We got a good podcast topic to cover today. One of the things that we're going to talk about, Jake, is video length. One of the things that's always interesting about video advertising, at least since I've been in the game for the last like 10 plus years or so, is there's always the question, and we get this a ton of harm, brothers, like when clients meet with us or when people are talking to us when we're at events or whatever, when we're talking to other entrepreneurs, I swear one of the most common questions we get, what's the right video length? for a video. Let's see if Jake knows how good his Harmon Brothers standard answers are. So what do we always say to these people that ask us this? It depends. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) It varies. (laughs) The same thing. (laughs) Synonyms to it depends. Uh, It varies. It changes. It depends on who your audience is, depends on what your product is. I don't know. That's my answer. But maybe I'm out of sync with Harmon Brothers. Crap. What's our answer? (laughs) Maybe this is a little bit old school. The answer that we've always, like I've given, Daniel's given, Jeff and Neil back in the day when they would have these like questions fielded to us all the time. We only make it as long as it needs to be and not a second longer. The worst thing you can do in advertising is outstay your welcome. I think this applies to, I don't know if people in the audience know this, but Jake has done stand-up comedy for how many years, Jake? Four. Jake, is there any worse feeling than outstaying your welcome in front of a crowd? No. (laughs) No, it is the worst. I kind of equate that to in advertising. If you outstay your welcome, almost always advertising is disrupting someone from what they're doing. They go on to Facebook to scroll and look at like cat videos and stuff their friends are doing or be entertained by whatever, right? If they go on Instagram, same type of thing. Or if they're on TV, they're watching a TV show, they're on Hulu, an ad pops up. It's always interruptive to the thing that they originally came there to do. And it's just kind of something they have to, I don't want to say suffer, but something they have to like go through to get to the thing they actually wanted to do in the first place. You're kind of on borrowed time already. And so when we say you only want that to be as long as it needs to be and not the second more, you just don't want to overstay that welcome. Because the second you do, you're losing points with your consumer. And just like, eh, you know, this is bugging me. On connected TV or unskippable ads, those commercials that everybody's seen, they're like, ugh, I hate those ads. We've talked about this. What's an ad that you see all the time on TV or Hulu or even YouTube that you can't skip and you want to punch the guy who bought the ad or who made the ad? Freaking Dr. Squatch. Is that like the, the <laughs> soap ads? Gosh, dude, I just want to punch that dude every time he shows up. There's that one and there's also Mudwater guy who's like, oh yeah, everyone always asks me, what the F did you put in that? What the F is in your mug? Like I've seen that so many times that I want to just punch the screen every time. I'm just so freaking sick of that. And I think they're actually probably (laughs) decent products. Won't buy them. I'm so sick of the ads. I won't ever buy them. 
And it's funny because for Mudwater, you're like the core audience, man. You're like yeah. kind of all about holistic supplements or holistic feeding your body the right things from like natural ingredients. Which yeah. is so fortunate. So here's this is a side tip. This is not what the topic of the conversation is today, but you need to uh-huh. limit frequency on your ads on your audience because you can get jakes. Because if you're doing like your frequency gets too high, you can have jakes. You're gonna be like, I will never buy mud water because of you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. You don't want to overstay your welcome. That's the whole point of like, if you overstay your welcome in advertising, it's counterproductive to what you're trying to get done. We are always trying to entertain our audiences when they're watching our ads and get the message across from start to finish. Now, the thing that's interesting is I feel like the landscape has changed a lot on advertising, specifically on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube over the last probably, I'd say four years, it's changed dramatically. So we used to take it from zero to sold. And what that means is we would take someone who had zero awareness of the product all the way to actually being like, I'm going to pull the trigger and buy this right now. That format used to take place of like, you'd have the hook to engage the viewer, the problem to really establish what we're trying to solve, and then introduce the product as like the thing that will solve that problem perfectly, and then get some credibility in there, resolving doubts and concerns, and then hard close for, you know, buy today, right? Back in the day, that worked super, super well. And it still does to some degree now. It's not as simple as it used to be because people's attention span has just dramatically decreased over the past four years because of how they consume content. And so now like that zero to sold might not be possible for your audience in one video. And so that zero to sold might take place over several videos, right? Instead of just one. That's like a big thing is like when people say, how long should your videos be? I think the answer now is as long as it needs to be. But even what Jake was saying, it really depends on what purpose where you're using that video for? Is it the first mm-hmm. introduction to the brand? Is it in the middle of funnel where you're resolving doubts and concerns? Or is it trying to get someone to like give them a promotional offer to close the deal? And I feel like we used to jam all those elements of the video into one giant video. But now it feels like we're doing a lot more of slice and dicing and having different pieces of content to hit the customer at different parts of the journey. Right. Yeah. Because going back to like the mud water example, I'm sure that there's probably some value props within that ad that I would like and that I would uh, want to hear about. I just don't ever see those because all I see is that exact same hook constantly and it just annoys me. And so I never made it past. But if instead of having that one piece of long content, if they chopped that up into several pieces of short content, then I would get to see those other intros that are hitting different parts of the video, hitting the problem in a different way, hitting the solution. It might be interesting to me. It might be something that I would buy. But because I've only ever seen just the long form ad, that same freaking intro every time, I'm just so sick of it. If they just chopped up into short form, I might have some mud water. I might have drank some mud yeah. water this morning. And to be fair to mud water, if you guys are listening or someone who knows <laughs> mud water people, my guess is that they run that ad. It's done really well for a long time. I mean, there is a risk of just only having that one intro. It's interesting on Facebook, the average watch time on a good ad, not even a junkie ad, but like one of the ones that actually has some traction is honestly around like 10 seconds. If your ad is, is, is a minute long, most people have only seen one sixth of your ad. And most of the time, it's the same part over and over again, that first 10 seconds or so. I feel like this is just a good lesson. This is kind of a side note, but it kind of comes into the content is that you can have that same 60 second ad, but trade out that first 10 seconds, like Jake was saying, or bring it a, a section of video later on in the video, bring it earlier and use that as your hook. All of a sudden, you've got people who are seeing new content like Jake, who's like, oh, screw mud water. And then he gets a different one. It's like, you ever wonder what's in your protein shake? Now we have mud water that has all these organic ingredients. Jake's like, oh, it's not that same annoying thing. 
maybe I'll try this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And going back to your example of stand-up comedy, the way like joke structure works oftentimes, you have your initial punch and then you have tags afterwards. Your initial punchline of like you set up the joke, you deliver the punchline and then you have tags, extra one-liners to play off of your initial punchline. Oftentimes, if you have like, a good punchline and then your tags are weak afterwards, then it's like, frick, I should have just cut out like afterwards when I'm like listening to the audio of my stand-up set or whatever. I'll be like, dang it. Okay, my tags are weak or they're so much weaker than the actual punch. I need to say this joke. I need to say the punchline and then I just need to bail and then just move on from there. Keep it short. I don't need to keep going with all these tags because they're weak. They're not as good as like the initial joke itself. And so figuring out which jokes I can go long form on and other ones I need to go short form on. And I think that, I don't know, I guess like with certain products, I'm sure a long form could benefit a lot of products, but I feel like with some, it's just so obvious. You get it. You get exactly what it is right Mm -hmm. out of the gate. And it's just like, yeah, show me the product. Oh, that's dope. All I need is a 10 second, 20 second video showing what the product is, what it does. And I'm in, you know, and I don't need to have all this extra. And yeah. And so we can just stick with the short. You hit the nail on the head, Jake, of determining how long the content you're trying to do. If you're trying to introduce someone to a product, you're asking yourself, is your marketer listening to this podcast? You're saying, how long should my content be? Well, I think the question is, how easy is your product to understand and get someone from zero to like, I get what your product does and why it's different. For some products that we've done in the past, I'll use Fiberfix, for example. Fiberfix is a fiberglass-based tape dips it in water, it hardens, it cures to be incredibly strong. It's not the most straightforward thing and it takes a little bit of example and also it's not exactly like tape because it behaves differently and it takes different steps to do it. For something that's like really novel and very different, there's not a lot of similar products in the marketplace to like kind of compare it to or have it be an anchor to, you might need to do longer form content or slowly introducing different aspects of the product, smaller pieces of content. One that we did for a company called Save the Storks, it was a company that was a nonprofit, they basically would park these mobile ultrasound units outside of areas where women were not supported and they were in crisis pregnancies. So they could get them ultrasounds and check on the baby and also connect them with resources that they could get connected with WIC or get them connected with adoption services. And it was kind of a complex product. It was kind of a complex thing. And we were also asking people to donate to this nonprofit and how their money would be utilized to build these vans and help these women who are in these crisis pregnancies. And it was a long story to tell. It was a complex story to tell. And that's also like like abortions are really like hairy topic on either side of the aisle. And so... Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just just such a hot button topic. Like probably, I don't know if there's anything more hot button than abortion. When we were writing the script and when we were doing the ad, it's like this has to be very nuanced and it has to be something that's very articulated and written in a way where it's truthfully represents the people behind it and represents what the product does because it's so easy to get polarized in one way or other or misconstrue what the product or what the people behind the product actually are doing and how they're helping people. Because the interesting thing about that, it was like, I think that one was 11 minutes on that one. So super long format, right? But at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, the thing that was really interesting about it is it was people who were both pro-life and pro-choice were commenting on the video just saying, hey, this is pretty cool. This is just providing a service to the women who are in these crisis moments. And whatever way you are on the aisle, these women who are in these really scary situations, they deserve to be supported and connecting with services and feeling supported and loved in this environment is good no matter what 
side of the aisle you stand on, which I thought was like wouldn't have been able to happen unless we had that longer video and the like kind of more nuanced explanation of what Save the Storks is all about and what they do, which was kind of cool because I feel like if we would have done something on a 30 second ad, all that would have been lost. Coming back to like how long is too long or how long is too short, I think it totally depends on the complexity of your product. And like what Jake said was perfect. Some products, it's, it doesn't need a crazy long 11 minute video. And sometimes when people do put too much length in their video, it's like, dude, we get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. I yeah. don't need to hear it's about this more. And if it is too long, oftentimes people just skip past it. And the chances of them actually buying the product will go down if you take too long. If you respect their time, they respect you as an advertiser. You bring up an interesting point. If your video that you're making is going to be like a documentary style event video, a tutorial video, those kinds of things are going to be like a longer form content. But if it's a product video or like a customer testimonial, or something like that, those can be a lot shorter content type video. So yeah, it just depends on the type of video you're making, what you're wanting to say with it. And I think that's another good litmus test. Of what do I want to say and who am I speaking to? In your funnel, if you're like, I want to talk to the people who have already checked out our page and maybe have been in a cart, you're going to talk to those people very differently than the people who have never heard of you. It's cold audience, broad targeting. You're going to say different things. It's going to dictate how long that message is or how short it is, right? I'm curious, you've been around in the advertising game for a while. We've worked on a ton of different campaigns. We've talked about a ton of advertising. I don't know if people know this, working at an ad agency, you look at advertising very differently versus just a mm -hmm. casual viewer. And we talk about it all the time. Like after the Super Bowl, we're like, okay, let's now bring our five-page essays about which ads were mm -hmm. good and which ones suck. So I'm curious, what's been your favorite short-form ad that you've ever seen? And it could be either just because it was hilarious or because it was super compelling. My favorite ad that I've seen recently was the Sam Adams light ad for <laughs> the Super Bowl commercial. So it has like the Sam Adams cousin. That's like the name of the character. He goes and he goes to buy beer and the woman at the register says, you want the light beer? And he's like, Boston, if it was light, like imagine if Boston was lighter, like, and they kind of taking light as in like nice, you know? And then they show a bunch of like, Boston people being really nice in ways that Boston people aren't nice. And it was a very funny ad. They have a Boston Red Sox fan hugging a New York Yankees fan and says, we love you guys over here. <laughs> it was a very funny, but it was also an idealistic view of what the world could look like. And I mean, that's my dream of how the world would look like. Is we all see each other as being on the same team and all friends and everything like that. And so it was promoting this more loving world. And then like he comes back to reality and the cashier lady is like mean to him and stuff because he forgot She's his like, card. She's like, yo, genius, your card declined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, I got to call my mom. Can I use your phone? She's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> it was one that had a great punch, kind of like I said, and then it had great tags afterwards where it kept showing all these different clips of what it would look like to have Boston be a much more loving place and what that would look like. And it was so, uh, it was so funny and it was just so, at least for me, it packed a punch that was a little more meaningful than just, hey, you should buy this beer. It also showed an idealistic world that I would like. And so because of that, that's one of my all-time favorite ads. And like after I saw it, I went on to their YouTube channel and I looked at all the other videos that they had with that same character. And it was just so fun. Yeah. And it was just the right length too. You know, it didn't need to be long. It was a great length. There's like a 30 second version that they showed during the commercial. 
think the one I saw might have been 60 seconds, a 60 yeah, second they had cut, a 30 but and 60, it was, yeah. yeah, and the 60 was just perfect. It was so good. Okay. I want you to think about a conversion ad, a short form conversion ad, while I tell you my favorites of why I think it was so good, which Do by you the way, to ask Jake, you what your I, favorite ad is? I mean, you can, you want to ask me? <laughs> hey, what about you, Shane? What's your favorite ad? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Jake. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you mine. If you think about now like a conversion focused one versus just like a, a solid branding spot. So my favorite short mm-hmm. form branded spot is actually was a Super Bowl commercial. It was ran for a couple of years after the Super Bowl, I think as well. But it was an Oreo commercial. And it was these two people that were in a library. Have you seen this one, Jake? Uh, keep going. I don't know. Yet. So there's two people in a library. One of them's opening up an Oreo. He's like, oh man, the best part of the Oreo is the cream. He's like, that's crazy. The best part of an Oreo is the cookie. He's like, no, cream, cookie, cream. And then they like just start getting in a fight over it. And then other people uh-huh. in the library are like, that's stupid, cookie. And it's like, cream, cookie. And then people start beating the crap out <laughs> of each other. And like <laughs> someone knocks down a, like a huge like bookshelf and knocks down a wall, starts a fire. There's <laughs> the librarian's like, fire. And then the fire department shows up <laughs> and then the cops show it's like, hey, where are the cops? You need to stop. It's like, the, but everything's in whisper. All the people are whispering the whole commercial because they're in the library, even though like there's these like the buildings on fire and people are just beating the crap out of each other. I think it was super well written. Execution was so good. The fighting was hilarious. I think the reason why I loved it is it was so memorable and the, the actual like product was front and center and the actual punchline of the cookie and the cream was just emphasized over and over cookie cream cookie cream and so it was like mm-hmm. it was like a worm in your brain that like, couldn't get out it was just like you knew exactly what that ad was for it was for oreos and it's also just like a, like such a funny concept of like two people literally beating the living crap out of each other because of what part they think is the best thing about a product which is just like bonkers it's funny because that's a conversation that people have had i swear i've had that conversation i had it with my like eight-year-old just the other day he's like dude i just love the cream part of it he takes the oreo off and just licks it off and as a kid he just uh-huh. leave a trail of oreo cookies with all of it scraped <laughs> all the cream scraped off it's like a common conversation people have around the product so i just thought it was such a memorable product commercial because there's so many big super bowl spots i mean not to call you out jake but you didn't remember it was for sam adams you remember it was about boston but not necessarily sam adams we had to look it up sam adams so this one i thought right. was like so good that is embedded in my brain same thing with some dorito ads that are just so good the finger cleaner dorito ad do you remember that one jake <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's so good because you know exactly uh-huh. what it is. The, it's the freaking Dorito dust from eating Doritos. He sticks his fingers in a hole and a dude in an office sees the finger come through the hole and he freaking sticks his mouth on it and cleans it off. It's so gross, but so uh-huh. funny. Uh-huh. Okay, you got a short form, more of a conversion style one for me, Jake? A short form conversion to add for Kayak, the travel company. And See, already a step up. You remember the name of the brand. I remember the name <laughs> of the brand, yeah. It has a doctor who's a brain surgeon. He's doing brain surgery on a guy. He has like his head cut open. He's got like two things in his head. And he starts like messing with them. And there's a laptop on the patient's lap. And with his brain surgeon tools, he starts manipulating the guy's hands to search for travel deals on the website or like on the computer. So he's like controlling his patient's hand with his brain surgery tools. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The nurse goes, this is so unethical. And he goes, my hours are unethical. (laughs) And so he's having to like... 
research for flights like that while he's doing brain surgery because he just doesn't have time otherwise. At one point, he, uh, he says something that he thinks is funny. You see him like stick the things in the guy's head. And as he does that, the guy like points the f- <laughs> the patient, <laughs> points his fingers at the nurse. Ha ha ha. And then says something else. And then he sticks one of his tools in the guy's head and the guy's arm shoots up and then he high fives the guy's hand and then he pulls the thing out and the guy's arm drops, to the, like drops down. <laughs> I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, but it's such a funny. I've never seen it. I just watched it. That is incredible. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's for kayak. And even though I didn't necessarily do like a great job of incorporating a kayak into it or anything like that, I remember it was for kayak. It was just such a good ad and I would look forward to it coming on. I don't remember if there was like a kayak at the beginning that let me know that it was that ad or what, but yeah, it was so good and so memorable. And it actually talked a lot about the benefits of kayak in it. While he's doing his thing, he was able to like talk about kayak and how it works and why it's great and everything like that. And yeah, it was such a good ad. So I don't know if we want to include this on the podcast, but apparently this ad got banned for being insensitive. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's kind of not surprising, but also it's freaking fantastic. And it ran for a long time before it got banned because, I mean, I saw that thing for years. So the watchdog says the ad's treatment of a serious and delicate medical procedure to depict a surgeon taking advantage of a patient's immobility could be seen as flippant and would be difficult to watch for those affected by brain surgery. Well, I don't know if that's a problem for us, Jake, because you just did a say no to crack ad. (laughs) (laughs) I did just do a say no to crack ad. It was a say no to butt crack ad for a company called Hikers. (laughs) Where it's like suspenders that you wear under your shirt. I don't think it's been flagged as insensitive yet. I don't think it has. I don't think it has. So we're golden. So coming back to my favorite short form conversion, I don't know if I can nail like my favorite more conversion video, but okay, this is going to sound super dumb. I'm going to say what's Mm -hmm. my favorite one as of late. And it is the loop lasso. Have you heard of this, Jake? No. Okay, I'm going to send you a link on Slack so you can look at this real quick. But basically what it is, is this NASA engineer made this wild little toy. I don't know how to explain it, but it's basically a rope that goes through like a pulley, not a pulley, but like a wheel that like spins it and it throws the rope up and then sucks it back into that pulley. It's like a loop. It holds its form. You can look it yeah. up on YouTube. Have you seen this, I've Jake? seen them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen and those. I, I don't know why. I'm not a kid. I'm a 36-year-old grown man. I do have a lot of Legos in my house. So maybe that speaks <laughs> to like what I actually want to spend my money on. I haven't bought one yet. I'm like, I've been so close because they're pretty expensive. They're like 50 or 60 bucks for like a small little mm-hmm. novelty toy. They have all these like short form ads of just showing people like using it for the first time and freaking out and like just showing the cool like wild. It looks like something that's, you know, it's like weird things like strobe lights happen and things like look like they're moving in ways they actually don't. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of another like explanation, but like, you know, or like water when it's being like uh, on a certain frequency on like video looks like super funky high frame rate stuff. It's kind of like those yeah. ads where I'm like mesmerized by it, but I'm like, I want that thing. And it's all it is, is it's just demonstrating the product, but it's such a cool product that I'm like mesmerized by it. So I can't think of it. It's not my all time favorite, but like for whatever reason, I like watching them and it makes me want to buy it because it's just a cool yeah. little like <laughs> stupid, dumb product. <laughs> Have you bought one yet? No, I want to. I, I should. <laughs> but like the other thing too is I'm like, do they look like this because it's being filmed at like that certain frequency or do they actually uh-huh. hold the form? They look like it holds the form super well. Right. Like on every video I've ever seen. 
Mm-hmm. But it's also just wild because you can like point the rope straight up and it'll hold like a loop form. It's just wild mm-hmm. to me. Anyway, Whoa. so Jake, if you get me next yes. year for Secret Santa, because we do a Secret Santa at Harn Brothers, I want that. I want that. I'll give you that in a pack of Oreos. Let's go to the opposite end of that spectrum. What's your favorite long form ad and why? We'll just stick to one on this one. Do you want to go first? So this one was actually a short form and a long form one. It was a Dove commercial that was really, really solidly done. It was the one where these women came into, it was like this kind of this loft in New York City loft, like empty. And there was a police sketch artist there. So he was behind a curtain. So the sketch artist couldn't see that person. And so he was asked to sketch this person based off of their description of themselves. So Mm -hmm. he would sketch one and then someone else that knew them well, like one of their best friends or their spouse would describe that person again to the sketch artist. And then Mm -hmm. it showed all these different women doing this process where they would describe themselves, the sketch artist would draw and a friend or a spouse would describe them to the artist. And they had like a series of back to back, like what they looked like. And all of the women, I don't know if this is staged or not. It could have been like staged and a little like stack the deck a little bit. But all the sketches Mm -hmm. of the the women describing themselves looked much less attractive. They kind of exaggerated their worst features. And like, honestly, they looked like worse than they did in real life by quite a big margin. But then all the people around them were way more complimentary to them, highlighted their best features. They usually were smiling. They usually were happier. Like they just looked like much better. They did it in like a shorter form, like 30 and 60, I believe. But the long form version of it where it like actually like kind of walked through the process a little bit more, let the emotions kind of sit with the women afterwards and kind of like how harsh they were to themselves. I think like spoke in a really powerful way to like how a lot of uh, of people are really very self-critical and beat themselves up quite a lot. It wasn't even a conversion ad, but it was like an ad basically saying like from Dove, like be nice to yourself. You know, don't beat yourself up. Don't be so critical on yourself. As far as like a brand that's in big retail, it has distribution and everybody knows who Dove is. I mean, if anything, it's like it very much so like built an emotional connection to like this is what Dove stands for, which I think on big mm-hmm. brand advertising, that's what you want. And that stuck with me for a long time because that was cut such a really powerful like visual example of how people can be really overly harsh to on themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's my long form video ad, Jake. What do you got? Yeah, which I think that's just like a good reminder ad that is meaningful. I mean, we tend to lean so heavily on comedic ads, which I think really works for us and really works for a lot of our products and everything like that. But I've done some founder story ads and those have been not funny, a lot more meaningful. The founder stories uh, typically aren't as funny of videos. They're a lot more documentary style and everything like that. But yeah, and those have been very successful for us. It's a good reminder for me of, oh yeah, the meaningful but not funny are also super effective. Yeah, they, if they hit the tone right, it can be very, very effective. Which I think is tough if you're not being authentic. can feel very contrived pretty easily. Either way, if you go emotional or if you go humor, like it's easy to be like, that was not funny and not great and just missed. Or like emotionally, it's like that feels like it was contrived or too forced. So it's like, I guess it's a tough battle to go into that. I think that's why a lot of people are like, hey, let's just make a really benign ad that just speaks very very clearly about our product, which can work, but it doesn't stick, if that makes sense. It like gets people to understand in that moment. So honestly, that loop Lasso one is not, I don't have any emotional connection to it. I'm just like, that's cool. I like that thing. End of connection with brand. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, they entertained me with humor or made me laugh or made me smile. This is what it does. Buy it, you know? (laughs) 
One of my favorite long-form ad campaigns that I've seen was Yeti Coolers. Yeti Coolers, this was a couple years ago they did this, but they did these documentary-style videos. I think they were just called like Yeti Presents or something like that, but they had a bunch of just different people. Sometimes they were like professional athletes. Other times they were just really cool people who had unique skills and whatever, but they were just like these short documentary-style videos about the dudes. It didn't hit super hard on the product of Yeti. So actually, this maybe isn't a great example because, well, I don't know. It's a long form branding campaign ad instead of what's it called? Like a conversion ad. A conversion ad, yeah. But they were super cool, just like documentaries about these cool people. And then they show them using Yeti coolers and everything like that. And it was dope. I loved them. So much of it also depends on the placement, too. That's another thing that I talk a lot about our strategy of where we want to buy and who we want to talk to, right? If you're on TikTok mm-hmm. or Instagram or Facebook, the consumption pattern of being able to interrupt people and hold their attention for two minutes, the likelihood of that happening is pretty low compared to what it used to be just a few years ago because of what Instagram and TikTok has done to like how we consume content on on those platforms. It's very rapid fire, quick, scroll, stop, scroll, stop, scroll, stop. That's what it is over and over again. If you're going somewhere like that, long form is going to be much harder. We still do have outliers when we do our campaigns. We always have our campaigns that are longer scripts that we cut into different pieces and we have six or seven ads within one long form ad. We always cut them down into those little pieces. There's always a version where we have a, a longer piece of content, you know, one, two or three minute video. A couple of months ago, it was like three months ago, we did one for Sash Bag, right? It's like a three minute video. And the long form video is just freaking crushing it on Facebook for them. It's getting them crazy cheap acquisition prices. They're able to scale like crazy. I would say that's more rare now than it used to be. But a lot of our content that's like short form videos, like stuff we've done for Kodiak, where some of their short form videos have done really, really well. And a lot of it with Kodiak is because they're at retail. So it's a lot of its awareness, right? So I think it very much so depends on the platform you're going on. But I would say in general, TikTok and Instagram, you want to go shorter just gets how people consume. But then like a Kodiak ad we did for them, it's two and a half minutes long. They've been running on YouTube for two years and it is crushing it for them. They've got over 115 million paid views on this campaign forum. It has a really high watch time, a really like high completed view completion rate and it's just crushing it for them. But I think part of the reason it's done well on YouTube is because when people are on YouTube, they're there to watch longer form content typically. Like an average like YouTube video is anywhere from like five to 20 minutes, you know? So if you catch their attention and it's interesting to them and it's like you're speaking to the right people, you can get some really good results with long form video. So I think a lot of that question is how long should it be? I think the question you should ask is first is where am I placing this and how do these people consume on that platform to begin with? Yeah, I think it's really interesting that a two and a half minute video about waffles got that many views. Is it waffles or pancakes? What's that one? That one's the flapjack and waffle mix. Two and a half minute video about waffles and flapjacks. Like everyone knows what those are. You know, it's like no one needs education on like, oh, so how do these flapjacks work? It's something that everyone already knows. And yet they're willing to stick around and watch two and a half minutes about waffles and or flapjacks because the video is so compelling, because the video is fun, it's entertaining, and there is an mm-hmm. educational element. You know, they have more protein than other waffle whole companies. Grains. companies, whole grains. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there are some benefits that they can learn from the videos, but for the most part, it's just a very fun video to watch. It's a beautiful video to look at, and it gets you stoked for some waffles and flapjacks, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Who doesn't love to increase their stokage about waffles and flapjacks? (laughs) I mean, I want to increase my stokage all the time, bro. I'm so frothed about that. (laughs) Yeah, it (laughs) peaks my froth. 
the thing that was interesting about that is we actually had a concern, almost exactly what you're saying, Jake, of like, should this be more in a 30 second? Do we want to say all these things? So we actually prepared the script for this ad and the subsequent campaigns as well, because they actually have on their YouTube channel, they have a 15 second, a 30 second, and a one minute ad from that campaign that all have 11 million, 7 million, 5 million views, right? They kind of hedge their bets by, by making those smaller ones. Is someone really going to watch a two minute pancake ad? Because it was entertaining and because we got a film with a real life bear, I think that it worked enough. But if it hadn't, and like the 30 second really was all it needed to be, we had those things in the hopper to kind of hedge our bets. And luckily that one worked with the long form worked really, really well. And they were really pumped on it. Oftentimes, I think asking your question you said earlier, Jake, how much time is required to actually understand this product is going to be a big part of what determines how long the video is, right? Which talking about this right now, it's reminding me of, you know, we did the Dirty Dog campaign for VidAngel, Mm -hmm. which is a dog that swears dogs love to swear. That's the main joke. And we have a dog that's talking. It's the spokesperson throughout all the videos. We made six videos for him, ranging from 15 seconds to 45, I think, or 35 or so, something like that. But we never made one full video of all of those ads. And I just realized, like, I wonder if we just smushed all those videos into one ad that was like a two to three minute ad. I wonder how that would perform. I wonder if people would just be stoked to keep watching this dog that's hilarious talk and it's keep dirty going. talking like dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes me want to go and just like edit that together and send it over to them and just be like, hey, try this, see what happens. <laughs> Part of the brief process was where is this placement going to go? And a lot of what they wanted to do because VidAngel is a filtering service for videos that kind of like mm-hmm. can go on top of services like Netflix or Hulu. They knew they wanted to advertise on connected TV because that's what people were watching. And so Jake built a lot of those ads around the 15 and 30 second mark specifically because those are where the placements are on those types of platforms. And that's also the type of content that they're going to be consuming as far as like that type of commercial, right? That they're conditioned to seeing. So I think mm-hmm. it would, would be an interesting experiment to go to YouTube and see how that performed. Just like toss it out there with like a, you know, a mega cut. Because we had yeah. we cut a lot of stuff from that ad that was really good with the dog like burying the little stuffed animal, the little monkey with the paw coming out, uh-huh. like super extra violent stuff that we recorded. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't even be cutting it up. It would be just making, you know, putting it all together. Putting it as together. One. So kind of to wrap this up, Jake, I wanted to summarize kind of what we talked about today. Our response that we always say to people, make it as long as it needs to be and not a second longer because you don't want to outstay your welcome. Just remember Jake when he's bombing after he's delivered his killer joke, but then he keeps on adding tags on it. Just remember, don't add the tags if they're not better than the initial punchline. Right, Jake? Exactly. Yeah. I remember going to a comedy show one time. I got up and I had one good joke and then I like kind of just trailed off afterwards. Like I just didn't have as solid of a joke afterwards and it was just like a slow fade out and then a couple (laughs) comedians later another comedian got up and he told one joke the joke killed and then he walked off (laughs) and that's he's like it was an open mic you know so everyone had three minutes and most people use up their whole three minutes and he was just like I've got one and I'm gonna tell that one and then he walked off and everyone like respected him so much more and I was just like gosh dang it I wish I would have done that at an open mic you're also just kind of like learning what works what doesn't So I learned several things that did not work. So that was good knowledge to gain. He looked so much cooler just telling one joke, killing it, and just walking off stage. So remember, one joke, drop the mic, get out of there.
Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he made it exactly how long it needed to be and not a second longer. You know, I mean, that's exactly what that dude did. And then I think the other thing we talked about, I think that you really have to ask yourself who you're talking to and on what platform. Do they already know about your product? Do they not know about your product? Are you for introducing it? Is it on somewhere where they consume stuff really quickly, like on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or is it somewhere longer, like on YouTube, you know, or something like that, where they've got a, a different consumption pattern on there? Because I that'll dictate the length there, as well as whether it's at the top of funnel with their initial first touch, or if it's at the bottom of funnel where they just want to have one little concern resolved around the price point of something or how it compares to a competitor product. So I think all those things are really important to consider on length. As we're talking about this, Jake, I just realized like it used to be way more simple in terms of like how people viewed content. I feel like now because those long form ones on meta aren't like as sure of bets as they used to be, it's a lot more nuanced. And I think you have to have a lot more discipline on how you approach which videos you use, how you sequence them, what channels you're putting them in. So those are really important factors of determining who you're talking to and what channels to dictate how long your videos are. Anything you want to add to wrap that up, Jake, to kind of end cap us out here? Making a lot of short form to test the kind of messaging you should have for your long form is definitely a great tactic. You know, if you can crank out a bunch of short form and get like all your testing or something like that, then you know what to base your long form content around, what your core message should be, because that'll be the winner of the short form testing. Maybe that's like a different episode talking about testing, but feels relevant. Especially if you're cranking out a lot of stuff. We've started doing this a lot more with still image ads as well as video ads of like throwing a little bit of money behind some stuff and seeing how it resonates because the slightest tweak of messaging or positioning or kind of how you're talking about your product can have a big influence on how it actually resonates with people and actually move the needle in a pretty big way. If it's for testing, you don't want to test your messaging on long form. You definitely want to test that messaging on something super short, sweet, and something you can crank out. So that's a really good point. Well, Jake, it is always, always such a pleasure to work with you and to do podcasts you because we're hilarious the two of us i appreciate the time appreciate the insight and until next time guys take care and be nice to each other yeah see ya tired of playing catch up on your marketing approach plan your whole year of ad content with our video strategy in a day the Harmon brothers are known for their ad work with lumi purple and skull shaver and now we're offering a 20 minute video that helps you strategize your best profit pushing ad research messaging and testing for free because a win for great businesses is a win for all of us go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash video strategy to save future you a lot of stress with no pitch and nothing to buy.